could you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, some of your backstory and how you became to be the person you are today? Yeah, so um, my backstory is one where I was not born in a spiritual home, nor was I born in a religious home. But one thing was for sure is that psychics were all charlatans, all these things didn't exist. And at five years old, I had an encounter during the night with a spirit. I could hear the spirit speak like we're speaking to each other. Oh, I wow. was so scared, told my mom and, and was still myself kind of in disbelief. You're five years old. What is going on? Is my brother right. playing a trick on me? And my mother is like, no, no, no. You imagined everything. Those things don't exist. And, and you know, she was honest. It's what she believed. It's probably what she still believes. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to cut that off. I cut that off with that spirit. Spirit was very, very kind. It asked me, it saw that I was super scared. I was just five and it was like, okay, if you're too scared, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. When I come back, if you turn your back to me, I understand you don't want any more contact. And it's oh, wow. what happened. What happened is that for the next, I don't know, 10, 15 years, I slept on my right side because of that. I was so, oh, so wow. scared. And when you're scared, you just cut yourself off from the spirit world. So this is how I grew up. No connection to the spiritual world up until my father died when I was 25. And he wanted to get in touch with me and, and really in touch. Like he, he touched my hand. That's what I, I, I knew. Um, and I went like, no, I, I knew I could feel him. And I said, no. And, and so he knew he couldn't get too much in contact with me. So he was very, very sneaky. He led me to a bookstore. And when I say that he led me to a bookstore from the spirit world is that I was on my way to the cemetery to see my father's grave. And the more I was getting closer to the cemetery, it was like, something is wrong. Something is deeply wrong. You know, when your intuition tells you, don't go there, don't do that. And I was like, this is completely stupid, which is the kind of things I would hear from, you know, my mom, other people, like all these things don't exist. So I would always shut off my intuition. I wouldn't listen to it. But on that day, um, uh, it was so strong. Like I crossed the street at a place where it's very dangerous, but I was like in robot mode. Okay. I, I heard the message. I'm going to the library due <laughs> to the bookstore. I'm going to get the book Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. It's a book a colleague of mine talked about and I had completely forgotten about it. But my father just dropped the thoughts and it he was so insisting. I got the book. The book is about um, Michael Newton is actually a hypnotherapist and he would regress people to help them, but he would regress them to their childhood. Um, but at some point it was like, whoa, everybody's talking about weird things. I'm regressing them from, you know, in between lives and past lives. And everyone, people who don't know each other from different cultures, backgrounds, they explain how the afterlife is, how it works with the same terminology, all in the same way. 
Oh, wow. And this resonated so much within me. Um, so this was my first spiritual awakening because it was remembering where I was from. It was so obvious. And then I had another experience that really scared me at night again because I was so open to spirit and I was super open, not protected, got super scared. So 25, just had my spiritual awakening and a few days after shutting everything <laughs> off again, not wanting to do anything with that way too scared but still believing in the afterlife in the place where we go in between lives and uh, on the astral plane um believing in spirit guides and everything but it's just there in the back of my mind mm -hmm. fast forward 10 years later <laughs> i'm 35 i'm a mom my daughter is four years old and um she's a handful I, I mean, all kids are handful between one and five. It's so hard. Uh, she's 12 now, so I'm good. <laughs> she's off to school. <laughs> Everything is calm and relaxed in the house. But it, uh, it was very, very hard for me. And I was so stressed. I saw myself screaming at my daughter. And I really saw myself. It was kind of an outside of body experience. And I was like, whoa, I'm becoming this monster. And this is not who I want to be for this child. I I want to be, a, a, I don't know, a serene, peaceful parental figure. I want to have wisdom. I want to impart wisdom. And oh my God, this is not it. So I started meditating. I started reading books. I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, all about mindfulness, you know, keeping the ego at bay. And that led me to listening to a lot of podcasts on spirituality. And I ended up listening to Oprah's podcast with um, renowned psychic Angel McLeod, which I, with whom I then had um, psychic readings with. And so he became kind of my idol. So knowing that everyone can contact their spirit guides, I was like, okay, I want to do the same. <laughs> I want to contact them because I want to get the highest level of guidance, of wisdom from, from people who know me since the inception of my soul. And I tried doing that. I failed. I failed so much at the beginning. It was a real joke. I was so afraid. I was like, oh my God, I think the floor cracked. I went, Wah! <laughs> Um, and I was, you know, protecting myself and everything, but still was very nervous. Um, and I just kept on practicing and believing it would happen. And then at some point, I let go of all the fears, of all the preconceptions of what connecting with a spirit guide means. Um, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. I got signs. I got. I was able to channel messages. I started working with oracle cards. Later on, with tarot cards. And then I felt called to open my akashic records. And so that that led you to where you are today. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Mm. Um, I love that your daughter kind of played a role in. And like finding you in the right place, you know, like kind of oh, yeah. doing it for her in a way. And I think that's so beautiful. Um, I think mothers are just one of the most amazing creatures out there. Uh, it's it's such a beautiful thing to see um, a mother 
really the way she loves. Um, that's, that's a great story. Wow. Um, so if, if I had someone here who was a beginner and someone out here watching, who's never heard of the Akashic records, knows nothing about them, what would you, how in your own words, would you explain what the Akashic records are? Yeah, so when I was talking to you about the spirit world, the afterlife, the astral plane, what's going on in between lives, I feel like it's a great way to get in touch with that. So the Kashik record, so the official uh, definition is that it's a vibratory space um, where you can get all the information on your soul. So from your inception to where you are now, and I believe in reincarnation, um, and the spirit guides have, you know, spoken profusely to me about it. I mean, I'm a past life psychic, also an Akashic records reader, but I, I blend both. My specialty lies really in the, in past lives. And so when you open your Akashic records, you open yourself to that remembrance of who you were and you open yourself to the wisdom. And so you're getting in touch with elevated spirit guides and you have the astral plane where we all go in between lives. And when we complete our reincarnation cycle so when we are done reincarnating on earth we go up to the causal plane where we become full-time spirit guides and so when i connect to the akashic records i connect pretty much on the causal plane with the causal plane spirit guides and you get ascended masters and um and i also call in all the other spirit guides so i can also do mediumship during an akashic records because there can be you know past loved ones who are on the astral plane and they are spirit guide trainees and they come to give messages so i just bring in everyone with the technique that i have so i really blend psychic readings and akashic readings all in one everyone's welcome everything's open <laughs> and so it helps for me the akashic records help me um heal from fears so we all have past life fears and these are fears that you're not able to explain. It's completely illogical. Um, like I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of snakes. When I was younger, it was more like vampires because I got bitten in the neck by a snake <laughs> in, in Indonesia in a past life. So, and I couldn't explain why. Um, why am I afraid of driving? And for some people, it's like, why do I have this physical ailment that the doctor, doctors aren't able to explain? So you get that part with a past life. So we can go and check a past life trauma as the spirit guides. Okay, uh, where's the source? how to heal from it, what are the tools, you know, the I like to give everyday tools, so that's what I ask from the spirit guides, what everyday tools can the person use, what can he or she do, um, and so that's the past life part, but you can just also just go into your Akashic records and be in that loving energy and nothing needs to happen. And that's wonderful. And I've received energy healings from my guides. And I also teach how to go in the records and, you know, request your own healings. And sometimes 
we're very lost and we can go in the records as long as you're protected and everything you go in the records and you you don't need to ask anything you can just say i'm feeling lost i just want to be with you guys be with that energy and you're always healed and maybe you don't have any answers at that time but there's something going on maybe we're too anxious too stressed too depressed to pick up on messages but the spirit guides are there sending them and a few days later we'll, we're like oh i'm picking up on something <laughs> yes yes that's a beautiful explanation i love that i love in depth that's that's such a tasty way to grab onto that concept um and you truly are just so knowledgeable on it that i feel like um it's it's just something that I'm I'm very glad we got together to talk about. Um, yeah. Also, I should say for people who want to access their Akashic records and maybe they don't know why um, or they don't know if they should, how it works, the first step is to be called by the Akashic records. Like the first time I heard the Akashic of the Akashic records, I think it took me a good six months to go back to them. Like I completely forgot about the Akashic records. Um, and But I did buy the book, How to Read Your Akashic Records by Dr. Linda Howe, because my colleague Brittany Woods was reading the Akashic records and she said that's how she began. And I was like, okay, I'm buying this book and I'm completely forgetting this book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it stayed um, it stayed there hidden in my house. And then at some point we were going to the cottage and I was like, oh, I want some books. And I brought very various books, very different kind of books. Um, and I brought how to read the Akashic records. And then I took some time to meditate outside. I was doing um, an exercise my mentor had given to me. She was like, okay, try and connect with um, another dimension, other realm. I was like, oh, this is so out there for me. This is weird, but I'm trying anyways. I'm here. I mean, I have absolutely nothing to lose. Best case scenario, I'm just having a great meditation and I'm feeling calm. So I'm there, I'm meditating, I'm looking at this tree, and at some point, I close my eyes, and I'm in the tree, I'm like, oh, this is special. And then I'm seeing these small dwarfs coming up and down, oh, wow. and looking at me like, I'm like, oh, this is special. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, and they're looking at me like, we're working, and you shouldn't be there, you're disturbing us. I'm like, well, I'm there, and I'm looking at you. And then I got sucked into the roots and there was this big dwarf kind of the master dwarf and he was the keeper of wisdom and he talked to me for a very very short while um i don't remember exactly what he said it's been a while and i didn't note it down which you should always always do after an exercise but i didn't do it he talked to me I was like, oh, this is weird. And I think I got myself out of the tree because I wasn't focused enough. And then when I got out, it said uh, through Claire audience, I got uh, read the book. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, what book? And I got a flash of how to read the Akashic records by Linda Howe. 
And then I went on to read the book. And in the first chapter, Linda Howe says, in the prologue, she says, oh, first time I connected, it was to a tree. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK, me too. Um, this is definitely a sign. So I'm not saying that everyone should get you know, should see dwarves and everything to get into the Akashic records to get their signs. Absolutely not. I was on a path where I was developing my psychic skills. So this is what happened for me. But what I'm saying is that you need to feel the call. This is really the first step. And if you are feel the call, you're hearing the call, just don't question yourself. Go mm -hmm. and try it out. You have nothing to lose. That's beautiful advice. That's beautiful advice. Mm -hmm. I give people the exact same advice when they ask me, how is it you can connect with spirit guides? How is it you can channel people's ancestors? And, you know, it's something very new to the outside world that I've put out there. But um, yeah, it it's, it, you always, you just have to wait until you know it's time and then, mm -hmm. and then go right in and you can't question it. That's the same advice I always give. Um, that's, it's very beautiful. So if someone were to ask you, what are the Akashic records for? What are, what's the point of going in and learning about your past lives or whatever it is? What would you, what would you tell them? What's the benefit of going to the Akashic records? Yeah, it's really when you have big life questions, when you want to go deep, because I also do Oracle cards and tarot cards, and I rarely go into the Akashic records with the cards. I call in the spirit guides and there with the cards, you can ask, okay, uh, what do I need to know about my career or rather, um, should I stay at my job or take a new job? Or what are the next six months looking? How are they looking for me? What is going to be the energy? So when it's more like divination, I think the cards are great. I also get some kind of divination in the Akashic records, but the spirit guides are not interested to tell you, like, is this specific person, my soulmate, like very close, specific questions. They're not interested in that. I mean, you get in touch. Um, it's different every time. Sometimes it's elevated spirit guides, send in masters. Um, you get all kind of different guides. I get in touch with elementals a lot. Like I said, I got in touch with dwarves when the first time I went to do the Akashic records and they are connected to the earth, like dragons and everything. So it's different every time I go in either for myself or others. But it's really wanting to get deep, deep guidance. Like people often ask, what are my life missions? And I work with life missions, by the way, plural. Uh, we have many of them and we are so talented, so diverse. And, and so, and sometimes we feel lost or sometimes we just want validation because the spirit guides are always there with us always sending us signs and messages, but we're not sure 100%. And then we go in the Akashic records and we get validation. And most of us like to get an Akashic reading from someone else, even me. I mean, I do Akashic readings for myself, but sometimes when you want validation, even though you do it for a job, you know, it's it's nice to have a friend who's going yeah. in for you or a friend or someone's Sometimes it's someone I don't know at all. And so you're like, okay, she's giving me the same message that I picked up on and she's yes. 
doesn't know me at all so it's working i really got the message thank you spirit guides and they're like yeah well we gave you the message like five times and now you need to go and see an, another akashic records reader okay um they're really funny by the way they all have different personalities um it's really fun some of them i can see a very specific visual and describe them and some of them it's like i am getting a green ball of energy and that's right. how they show themselves i mean you know how it is. Yes, I do. And I really relate to that experience, um, both the going to a stranger and getting a reading. And yeah. then it just for some reason, when they don't know you at all, it's like, oh, wow, like that was so accurate. And um, your spirit guides are like, yeah, we've been telling you this for a very long time. And you just, <laughs> well, for whatever reason it is, um, we we like to seek validation outside of ourselves sometimes even as psychics um but yes i can relate to the uh idea that spirit guides show themselves in very different ways and they all have very unique personalities um my spirit guides yeah. are very sassy they love to uh make jokes and and almost like a joke my a joke at my expense um but not exactly, you know, it's something for my higher good, but it's, it's like, we already told you that, like, you knew that, why are you even pulling tarot cards about this? You know, the answer. And it's like, but I want to see it in the cards. So it is kind of a, a funny experience. And I think a lot of people associate things like that as very serious and very formal. Mm -hmm. And it's not always mm -hmm. like that at all. Yeah. And I like how when I get in touch with an ascendant master, like I can feel the wisdom and oftentimes they're going to talk a bit slower. They might be a bit more serious, but in general, our spirit guides, I feel like we have spirit guides that know how to talk to us. Like mm -hmm. I often get um, play on words and I'm also a professional translator and proofreader and I love words. I'm all about communication. I also have uh, in my uh, soul types, I have the performer soul type. So I like to laugh. Mm. And so they're cracking up jokes and, but it's always, as you said, so, so, so loving. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so funny. So you mentioned um, past life fears and this was something I did not know about. I had never heard of about four months ago. And with a particular guest on the podcast, um, afterwards we were having just a little chat and just kind of exchanging information to stay in contact because we really connected and um, she channeled a, a I suppose a spirit guide or or some spirit that wanted to talk to me and and we, we had this conversation and it ended up coming out that in a past life you know well in this current life I have a fear of water being on my skin or on my clothing and so mm -hmm. weird fear and i could never really place like i don't know why this happened like it popped up right around my early 20s when i decided to get into spirituality and i just couldn't stand the feeling of water being on my skin or my clothes especially my clothes and she told me that in a past life I had been um, some kind of outcast. She said it, it felt like kind of a 
the turning of like shamans or, or like helpful people, but we don't really respect them um, or a witch or something of that sort. And people would throw nasty, dirty water on me as I walk through the village, as I walk through town and goodness, like what a horrible thing to have to live through. But at the same time, it really helped my fear and it, I didn't really have to do much work around it. It's very much alleviated. Um, not completely gone at all, but it was just like the most interesting experience I've had with any kind of um, past life reading. Well, maybe not the most, but it was a very interesting um, thing. And I didn't know anything about um, past life fears and didn't know that was a normal thing until later on when I did more learning, did more looking as I grew my spiritual gifts. So um, that really, you know, is an example of that uh, past life fear that you speak of, just like the one you had. So um, just just throwing in my two cents there. Yeah, it's so classic having that past life fear that is related to uh, when we were shamans or witches. And a lot of people who have their spiritual awakening, they don't dare go and, you know, try and contact their spirit guides. They don't know if they should. They're afraid. And I had that as well. I mean, when I was young, I was so, so, so afraid. But a lot of people, when they were younger, they were chatting with their spirit guides and they weren't afraid. And um, it turns out that, that, yes, I had a past life that impacted me and made it so that I was afraid of using these abilities. I call them abilities, not gifts, because everyone... He's connected to the source and everyone is psychic. Very so, appropriate. Um, yeah. And so I also have a fear of judgment from that life because I wasn't super, super witchy in that life. I mean, I had other lives when I was way more mystical, but I was, I like herbs and hanging herbs and, you know, um, and all of that. And uh, people in the small village were like, okay, she's a witch. And I had a fake what I call a fake trial is that I was put there on trial and I couldn't defend myself and everyone was mad at me, including my husband. And I was separated from my, my child, um, separated from the village. And so there was this fear of, of judgment, fear of rejection from that life, but not only from that life. I mean, I went into a lot of my past lives, either myself or with other readers um, who are reading for me. And, and we have this accumulation. I, I love it when you say, I'm less afraid of water on me, but not it's not entirely gone because it's a process. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. some, sometimes like for... Um, I was afraid of the dark and I went into a past life where I got attacked in the night by a big, big man. I know it was in Africa. We were both black. I was a woman. I got attacked. He just entered the house at night. I got attacked and raped. I saw this past life and it was my first past life reading that I was doing on myself. And it wasn't very clear, but you don't need it to be super clear. Like I couldn't see the man. I just saw like a big black mass and I just knew, okay, we're in Africa. I have clear cognizance, clear knowing as well. So I just knew. Um, and after that, that fear of the dark was 
instantly lifted. Another fear is the fear of driving that I have when back in that past life quite a few times. Even um, with Ainsley McLeod, we explored it twice. Um, you know, it's still there a bit. I have IBS. It's still there, still working on it. Like I know the past life is, is linked. Um, fear of driving and IBS is linked <laughs> to mm -hmm. the same past life. I have, um, so there's such an accumulation that we need to be gentle on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have phases where we're all, okay, I wanna heal, I'm working on myself. And we have other phases where we need a break and that is fine. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh... Healing is a great thing, but you can't overdo it. <laughs> you can right. overdose on the shadow work. You know, you've got to mm -hmm. be careful. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. While generally it's very much a good thing to do. Uh, I have found myself even kind of going a little too far, exposing myself to too much, tr my body trying to catch up to all of the stuff. You know, it, it can be, it can be a little harmful, maybe not harmful, but, but, hard on your body and your mm. mind and your soul yeah so. yeah it's like a therapist won't agree to you coming to see them five times a week they were like exactly. whoa that's way too much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when i give akashic readings sometimes people take a bundle where overall they get 75 minutes of akashic reading um and, and yes it takes a lot of energy <laughs> there's a lot and, of and I tell them, please be gentle with yourself and give yourself time. Like they have the recording. Mm -hmm. So I tell them just, you know, maybe you want to leave it there and come back to it later. Or maybe you want to start working on a, a fear or, you know, do an exercise that they gave you, but just one exercise of everything all at once, because otherwise it's going to be too much. Yes. And that's another thing mm -hmm. you mentioned, having the practical steps, you know, kind of there for you the the actual advice rather than just kind of being given information saying okay now go live your life you know um i'm very much a person of like actionable steps how can we you know work toward a better tomorrow and um i think that's beautiful that that that's something that is given to you um when you are doing these things it's actually really really nice yeah <laughs> So I'd like to ask you, um, how, what is your process of getting into the Akashic Records? Do you use any tools? Is it some sort of meditation? Like, what kind of things are you utilizing to be able to tap in just you and your own personal style? Yeah. So when I go in for myself, I meditate beforehand and I like to connect to the earth, connect to my heart connect to my spirit guides through my crown chakra. When going into the Akashic records, I go higher up. I go to the eighth chakra, which is the soul star chakra. Uh, it's something that I teach, by the way. And um, and so this is my meditation to kind of, um, you know, I, I also go through all my chakras quickly, but I connect to these three, four ones specifically. I connect to the Akashic light I protect myself. And then the only tool that I use is the pathway prayer to open my Akashic records. I had all my um, my training with the Linda Howe Akashic 
training center. I always forget how it's called. Um, so I'm using her prayer. You, I would say to really feel like you are protected and to have this kind of ceremony, it's good to use a prayer and find one that resonates for you. Right now, I'm still using Linda Howe's prayer. The spirit guides are hinting that I need to have another kind of prayer that will be shorter. Because the thing is that, um, yeah, actually I meditate and I missed a step. After meditating, I call in my spirit guides. Mm. And I have this protection protocol when I call them. So I have my spirit guides from the astral plane, some of them from the causal plane. And then I recite the pathway prayer, open my Akashic records, and then I'm in. Uh, I've been there, um, you know, several times. So I know what my Akashic records look like. There is this space. It's in the tree. I'm really connecting to trees. <laughs> oh, I'm a huge tree fan, man. <laughs> So, you know, it's in a tree, there's a, a fireplace, a, a, um, a campfire, there's um, two seats, there's a seat from my teacher guide, and there's a place where I can go and check my book of life. It's actually, it's a representation of my Akashic records. I'm already in it, but as mm -hmm. incarnated people, we need that. We need the visual. So at first I couldn't see much in my Akashic records and then it got clearer and clearer the more I was getting in. And so sometimes I'm in my Akashic records, I'm in that place. And sometimes my guides take me somewhere else. Sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm just in pitch black and I'm getting clear audience. Um, it's really, it's different depending on what I need, not what I want. So the mm. spirit guides know what I need. And sometimes I'm seeing someone specific. Sometimes I don't see anyone and I just know it's a group of spirit guides. So this is how I work when I do it on myself. And when I do it for others, I do the exact same ritual, except they don't see me when I meditate, when I connect to my spirit guides to theirs, I connect to them as well. And then, you know, I, I open my computer, I hit record and I open the Akashic records um, while I'm being recorded. And so it's pretty much the same, but I'm, I, I have their spirit guide. So I'm channeling, I mean, the Akashic records, I'm getting all these messages through the four clairs. So I, mm. I have them all and depending on the session, um, usually I'm pretty much clairvoyant and, uh, claircognant, but I'm, I can get also clairsentience and clair audience which one yeah i, I named the four yes. of them yeah so these are the four, four main clairs yeah <laughs> and also i work with ainsley mcleod's structure um so he's working with 10 soul ages or soul levels if you wish so i can tell people at which soul age they're oh. at and at approximately how many lives they had on earth um sometimes it's just approximate sometimes the spirit guides are giving me a very specific number it's interesting i can also go and check their soul types there are 10 soul types 10 life missions so it's always by tens with Ainsley mcleod and the reason why i'm working 
with his structure is that I read his book before I became a psychic and it resonated so much with me because it's very, very precise. Like you also have the 10 um, past life fears and everything. And when I started being a psychic, I asked my spirit guides, okay, what's my soul age, my soul types and everything. And I asked them, can I use the same structure when I read for other people? Do you agree? And they were like, yeah, no problem. So I'm, I'm using his structure, but sometimes the spirit guides are going to give me something that isn't quite in the structure. And so they're, or they're using different terms. But yeah, I'm look, I'm working also with um, uh, challenges, life lessons, desires, everything. So uh, usually when I look at someone's, people book um, a life plan Akashic reading, which is the one that they most of them book when they have a first session with me. And it's a very quick session when we, where we take 30 minutes and we look like, okay, what's your soul age, your soul types, your life missions, your talents? because there are 10 talents as well. And so when they want to know more, they can book either an a la carte reading or a past life reading. And so we can go into past life fears or anything they want to know. Sometimes they're like, why cannot I have a relationship that is long lasting? Or, you know, why is it so difficult for me to fit in? Uh, I cannot find a job or things like that. But they want to go deep, not just, you know, have a, a tarot card. And you can go deep with tarot cards, but you go deeper with the Akashic records. And so they they want to ask me, okay, uh, like sometimes they say, this is so important. I want to have the session just to be about my love life because I'm completely mm -hmm. lost. Um, and so, and, and these are people who want to know more than, oh, I just want to get back with my ex. They want to know in general, okay, what is it blocking myself from allowing love to be in my life. I really don't understand why am I always in the same patterns. And sometimes it's a past life blockage and sometimes it's an ancestral pattern blocking them that they need to heal. So I'm sorry, I don't remember what was the initial question. Oh yeah, I was working, uh, I was saying I'm working with um, Ainsley McLeod's structure. So yeah, we can actually go um, pretty deep in, in all these sessions. Right, right. Yes. Um, that's so it's such a wealth of information. I, I love um, all the, the sources you've been able to provide for people. I think that'll be really helpful. So with someone who has an ancestral pattern that needs healed, um, would you mind going into maybe what that looks a little bit like? Yeah, so there are two folds of the ancestral pattern. So you are born in your biological family and we choose our families and our parents, by the way. And so you really choose to have these ancestral patterns in your current life. And the reason why is oftentimes because either of karma and or you want to heal that pattern for these people, your family. If you're an old soul born into a young soul family, 
um, oftentimes it is what you're here to do. You want to heal the ancestral pattern so they can move forward more easily. But you can also be born in an old soul family and, and you're there to work on it as well. And you can be more, it can be more than yourself. Like I know my sister, my mother and I, we're working on clearing an, an ancestral pattern of rape and victimization uh, for women. And we all did it in our very separate ways. Um, and, and so fascinating, like my mother was able to have a, a good love life and um, and sexual life, like she was able to be open about it. And my sister worked with women who have been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. and, and I do Akashic readings and I get a lot of women who have been through that helping them heal from that and figure out, you know, past lives, ancestral patterns and all of that. And so this is the first fold. It's your biological family. And sometimes it's also an ancestral pattern that is there through your past lives and mm. your other biological families. And it's, it's following you. So you have to heal that. A lot of people say that you need to cut it. And I like the image of cutting, but I prefer healing because cutting is, is sometimes a little bit too easy saying, okay, I, I let it go. And it takes you like three seconds. Sometimes you really have to reflect on what happened and why is it happening to you? Why are you letting a bad situation happen to you all the time? What was happening in your childhood? What was the example that you had from adults in your childhood whether it's from your family or not and how is it affecting you and how can you detach yourself from it without just saying in three seconds i'm cutting the cord you can do it as well but i think there is an opportunity to go deeper there if you're asking for an akashic reading i mean you really want to have meat around the bone you want to have <laughs> you know, long answers that are going to help you. And that's what I like about the Akashic Records. It's the depth of information. Sometimes the spirit guides won't say much about a question because they feel like it's not necessary or the person already knows it or we're asking, we're not asking the right question. So it's part of my job as well. Sometimes I'm looking at a, someone's question. I'm like, you know what? I am going to modify that. We're going to start like super open, super large. And then after we're going to get to that specific question that you have. And sometimes we're going super large and we're realizing that the core of the problem is not what the person thought initially. Right. And it's bringing us into a whole other tangent of healing. Wow. And so correct me if you would disagree, but... To me, it sounds like more than just, you know, helping people with Akashic records and spirit guides and, and doing your divination and all these other things that you offer as services, you really are a healer. Like at the core, it seems like you're, you're the kind of person who wants to heal rather than just like cut that cord and send it on its way. You want to absorb, like, what can we learn from this? Where are we getting... Um, what benefit can we get from this horrible thing that has happened? And I think that's, um, you know, it's post-traumatic growth. It's a good thing to do um, rather than just 
you know, kind of blocking it all out and, and cutting it away from your life. Yeah, my spirit guides are laughing right now. Because <laughs> what you just said was really um, them speaking through you. I wouldn't see myself as a healer for the longest time and then maybe two months ago I was like well I'm really healing and I created an Akashic Records course and while I was creating it I think it was supposed to be just four modules and it became six modules because the spirit guys was like well there's healing in the Akashic Records and you receive healings and people are able to receive healings too and they're pushing me while I'm in the records to work with my hands and to transmit healings to people and I was like no I'm not an energy healer none of that and they're like yes you are and they recently told me um, you can record audio healings that people can purchase and get whenever they want so the types of healing that I'm getting into the Akashic Records that I can provide the same for them and have that uh, they want me to work with elementals and I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. They don't want to tell me in advance. <laughs> They're <laughs> that way. They're like, no, 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 you're going to um, go into the records and then just channel what you need to do. And, and you do an audio for people where they receive the healing. So more and more I'm called to do that. And part of me is like, no, this is not me. And then here we go. You're here saying, well, you're a healer, actually. <laughs> and they're oh, laughing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I kind of got the feeling that that wasn't something you really associated with yourself. Um, yeah. Because I'm very intellectual. As I said, I'm a translator, proofreader. Mm -hmm. I'm not just intellectual, but I do have um, the thinker soul type right there in, in my, I think I have seven or eight soul types. And uh, it's there for sure. And I'm always like, for me, I don't know why when I do a psychic reading, an Akashic reading, for me, it's intellectual because I'm there and I'm closing my eyes and it's that connection. I intellectualize it sometimes. For others, it's like, for me, it's the contrary. It's very intellectual to work with energy and seeing the energy coming. I think it's different for everyone. And so that part of me that is very rational, like, okay, I'm connecting. I know what I'm doing. Right. It's kind of, it's putting me in a safe spot. And and so everything that is new, it's not as safe. And ego is like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? And then spirit guides are coming in with tons of signs. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess I need to listen to you guys. Oh, gosh, yes. And, and being very clear cognizant, I'm sure that that's, that feeds into the intellectualizing of it, you know, because you're receiving it as information in your brain that you just know. And that's yeah. also my main type of clear. So um, it, it's, it's relatable. I'll just say it's yeah. relatable. Yeah, and it's the clear that no one wants to have or acknowledge <laughs> that they have because how can you explain it? It's super mm -hmm. easy to say through my third eye, I'm seeing this. And sometimes you're seeing like, I saw things a client went through in her childhood because I was channeling her dad who had passed. Mm. And she was like, oh, well, I didn't know her at all. And she was like, yeah, it was when I was, I can't remember, in Algeria or something. I was seeing it. So it's very concrete. But when it's just, just claircognizance, sorry, let's just say clairknowing, it's way easier. Um, how can you explain it to someone that you just 
know something. And uh, when I teach, because I have two courses, I have a channeling course and I have an Akashic Records course. And, and when I teach about claircognizance, my students always come back to me and saying, I'm not quite sure I want to work on it again. Like, how can I be sure? It's like, we'll just ask for a ton of signs and keep working on that clear, keep doing the exercises. And I know it's not the one that you wish you have, but you need to work with what you have. Yes, that was that was my exact experience when I started embracing the fact that I, I had, you know, claircognizance. It was very, um, you know, like, how do you say, well, I just know. And they're like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, mm, I just know. Like, you can't really, there's not really much more of an explanation. Um, and then, of course, I was like, I, I threw a whole fit about it at some point and told my spirit guides, no, I want to hear things. I Because I thought hearing things was less scary than seeing things. So I was like, I want to hear things. I want to hear things. Mm -hmm. So I would sit for hours in meditation with my guides, um, one of my guides in particular, and just like try so hard. And I would pick up whispery bits here and there. And I was just like, oh, it's not working. And I was hopeful at the beginning. And then the longer and longer it went on, the less hopeful. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this come to me when it's ready. You know, I stopped the resistance. I stopped mm -hmm. fighting it. I let it flow. I let spirit take over. And my claircognizance came through very strong. Um, and then other clairs started coming in through the claircognizance where you <laughs> don't yep. actually see it in your third eye but you just like know exactly what it would have looked like if you were to mm -hmm. open your eyes mm -hmm. and see it with your bare eyes you know and and the same with clear audience knowing what kind of voice said it but not really actually ever hearing it in your your head um and yeah, so right. i think there's kind of a misunderstanding with some people that like oh no that's that's not i'm not clear uh clairvoyant i can't i don't see things i don't see things and it's like well, if you're in, if it's in your head and you're, you're seeing it in your head, it's, yeah, it's coming it's from like, somewhere. They, they end up all meshing together towards the end. You know, mm -hmm. like once you're there, they all mesh into one big, just system that you eventually know how to work. And for people wondering what Claire knowing feels like when you get it, it's a download of information. It takes a nanosecond and you're getting the information. Um, so before computers, I don't know how they would explain it, but I feel like a download is so clear. And once you accept the, your main clairs um, and you stop being in resistance towards the others, I feel like once you get that acceptance, poof, the others start emerging. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Once you can accept and, and like I said, stop the resistance, stop fighting spirit and what their plan is for you, things just kind of come through the way they're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> so you have courses on the Akashic Records and, and things like that. And uh, specifically speaking about the Akashic Records, if there's someone out there who wants to try who wants to pick up that course um or take on their own branch of study is there a certain skill set that people need to have um in order to do that kind of uh reading no there's no skill set as i said we're all connected to the source of life which means 
we're all connected to each other, you know, to all the, the energy. You can imagine the source of life as kind of a big, big sun. And then there are the different rays of suns and we're like the different rays uh some people like to imagine like the sea and we're like droplets and we're right. all connected so we're all connected we all have this connection everyone is intuitive so i would say first if you want to take a course look at the different people out there and find someone who sees spirituality and, and, you know, if you believe in reincarnation like me, I, when I found Ainsley McLeod, everything he was describing about the spirit world, the astral plane, the spirit guides was what I believed in and was pretty much what I had read in Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. And so this was my sign that this was the way I wanted to go. And so find someone that you really resonate with um and look look at the courses look at the modules if it's really something that you want to learn and go through go with your feeling your gut feeling is your intuition so go with that um what i do in my courses so uh people are very curious about the akashic records if you really want to channel i would say start with the channeling course to really understand what channeling is um, you know, do the exercises on your clairs, meet, you, meet your spirit guides, do all your experiences there. And then you can go and get higher guidance in the Akashic records. But I always start people with meditation. I mean, your first step, even before thinking about a course, is finding a kind of meditation that suits you. If you don't like the traditional meditation, don't do it. There are tons of kinds of meditation. You can do walking meditations, you know, um, contemplation, but you need to quiet your mind. This is super important. Um, learn to quiet your mind, keep your ego um, in check. You befriend your ego, I would say, um, just so that you know how to work with your ego and not against your ego. And, and then when you feel ready for that next step, you can go ahead and do the next step. But for people who are curious about my courses, um, they can go and check out my Instagram and my YouTube. I have there, I have a series. I did it when I was just starting. So it's not like a super good quality video. It's called Invisible Accessible Series. And it's all about, you know, how to develop your intuition. And um, I also have a series on the four clairs and how you can develop your four clairs so you can test it out there. But what's specific when you take my courses is that I show you really the technique to get in easily to protect yourself, um, you know, which is important. When you open oh, yeah. yourself up, you open yourself to good in energy and mischievous spirit guides. Mm -hmm. So, um, nothing super scary but you just you know want to make sure that you feel comfortable and everything so you're you're really getting the steps i actually put everything that i learn all the different techniques um together because people are different and they have different ways of learning and experiencing so i'm i'm giving all kinds of tools so that people see how they channel and what's easiest for them that's wonderful. I love that. Um, so 
Are there any other ways, any other places people can find you, other information that you want to share? Of course, like, I will put all the links in the description, of course, like I always do. But um, mm -hmm. just so everybody can kind of get a feel for really everything you do. Um, what is there yeah. out there? So, of course, can... I mean, they will find my website in the show notes, but I would say mm -hmm. the place where I am most active is my Instagram. Um, and there you can also DM me. I check my DMs. Uh, I'm not that kind of person who has a, you know, 100,000 followers <laughs> and cannot answer. I mean, um, I can still be very personal, so you can DM me there. I also have a YouTube channel if you don't like social media. I, I know YouTube is kind of a social media, but, you know, it's less invasive maybe. Yeah. So I'm also on YouTube. Um, and if you don't like social media, I'm at MelliGuidance.com. That's my website. And you can also get in touch with me there. And I also have a podcast with uh, Brittany Woods that oh. I I talked about hers and my, my colleague Brittany and we it's called Tea with Intuitives and we just answer people's question about you know spirituality Akashic Records energy healing all that stuff and uh, we've been doing it for over a year and we're really having fun there and sometimes we go on tangents and we joke about all kinds of things we we went on a tangent where we were talking about having survivor in a castle in Europe because we're high maintenance. <laughs> but we talk spirituality, but we're also having lots of fun. So yes, yeah, this yes. is where you can find me. And if people don't realize, I did a, an interview with yeah. Brittany, with Britt. Um, I think in the title of the episode, I think I uh, put her Instagram name, which is Heart of Britt. But um, yes. If you want to go look for it, it's in the older episodes, but it's there. It, it was um, a great interview. That one was too. So yeah, that's um, how I found I found you. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Do you have anything else? Anything you feel like maybe the collective needs to hear, or or a final message? If like if people only remember one thing from the podcast, is there something you would want them to remember? Oh my God, the pressure! Only one thing to remember. <laughs> I think what I want to tell people is that they're always connected to their spirit guides, their loved ones, and their soul family. And they always have that connection. And when we are in a deep uh, sleep state, we go back and we connect on the astral plane with our spirit guides or loved one, but we're not conscious of it. But if you want to do it in a conscious way, it's always there. And you can... Talk to your spirit guides. A lot of people aren't shy to talk to their past loved ones. Mm. You can do the same with your spirit guides. Talk to them, ask them for help, ask them for signs. Because every time you ask something that is in your best and highest interest, they are there and they are helping you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Melly. I, I had a great time here. Um, Thank you. Me too. I was so thankful for you being willing to come onto the podcast. So um, thanks again.